Thanks for joining us at the Business Growth Cafe, where each week we select from a menu of topics for a focused discussion with an industry expert to provide insights that can impact your business's growth with your host, Angelo Ponzi. I am Angelo Ponzi, your host here at the Business Growth Cafe, and thank you for joining us. Let me ask you a question. Do you love Christmas? How about Santa Claus? What about presents? about decorating your tree or your house, caroling in the neighborhood, Christmas cookies. Ah, I love Christmas cookies. Those are my favorite. I actually like to bake Christmas cookies. How about you? These are fun and memorable times that you and your family will never forget. And whether these thoughts conjure up things about your childhood or about your children, the holidays and Christmas are just a magical time. Now imagine if you could have Christmas all year round. That's right, you heard me, I'm promoting it here first. Christmas, 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Let me hear, yeah baby, Christmas time. Who's gonna sing a carol with me? Come on, everybody. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Well listen, about three years ago, I was giving a presentation for a friend of mine who runs a peer group. When I arrived at the company, I discovered the company was focused on Christmas. Yes, Christmas, year-round, 24-7, 365 days a year. Now, I had a hard time focusing on my presentation, and I was just captivated by the showroom I was in, looking at all the Christmas decorations, you know, from jingle, from balls to Christmas trees and lights and all sorts of knickknacks and things. But on a much grander, grander scale than I'd have in my own house. Why? Because it's a commercial Christmas company. That's right. So imagine when you go to the mall and you see those giant Christmas trees and giant Christmas balls and deers and, and all sorts of snowflakes and, and stars and all these wonderful things and selfie stations. That's what we're talking about today. Commercial Christmas. Well, today I have Mike Sterling, president of Decorlight Industries, to talk about the business of Christmas. So don't go away. I'll be right back. And here's my gift to you. Your strategic plans are essential to managing your business's growth. Spend the time to develop a cohesive roadmap to follow to ensure your entire team is moving in the right direction. These plans should take the insights and the brand strategy work you've already completed to help you achieve your long-term business and growth objectives, as well as keep you competitive. These are actionable plans and should include the details of achieving your growth including tactical implementations, timelines, budgets, and KPIs for success. Developing your plan is a team sport. Make sure you include the stakeholders from each of your strategic departments in your organization because everybody in the company is impacted by the success or failure of your plans. The following are six key questions to ask yourself. Do you have a clear understanding about what you're trying to achieve? Number two, what does your brand stand for in the eyes of your customers? Three, why do your customers buy from you? Four, what are your competitors doing? And five, what is your approach to sales? Where are your opportunities for revenue coming from? And number six, how can you differentiate yourself from your competition? Visit theponzigroup.com to learn more. As I mentioned, I have Mike Sterling, president of Decorlite Industries, here to talk about the business of Christmas. I'm really excited about this. Mike, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Hi, Angelo. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the invitation. 
Yeah, I'm excited to uh, to be here. I mean, this is uh, you've got a very unique business, the business of Christmas. And uh, I, I, you know, for my listeners out there, I have had the opportunity to work very closely with Mike and, and Decorlite. And um, and and frankly, I also sit as a, a member of the board. So I have a little extra insight that maybe just a normal uh, interviewer might have. But hopefully that'll add to the, the dynamics of the discussion. But what I'd like to do instead of me telling the audience, I'm going to let you tell the audience, who are you and what is Decorlite? Well, Decorlite's a uh, commercial holiday decor firm. And so we cater to uh, malls, shopping centers, theme parks, entertainment venues, stadiums, and we do the commercial holiday decor for those. So those uh, large Christmas trees, oversized wreaths, fiberglass ornaments, uh, tree lighting, building lighting, all of that type that you see up uh, for the holidays is done by companies like Decorlite. Now, um, now Decorlite's a 30-year, 32-year, 35-year-old company now? Years. Yeah, about 33 years. We're thinking we're headed into our 33, 33rd season. And I might be on 34th, but I'm not going to count 2020 anyway. So, hey. Yeah, I know. A lot of us are right. not counting 2020. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We it's like a it's like a we have a leap uh, leap year. We leaped right over that baby. <laughs> um, now uh, you know one of the things I, I I think about when I first started you know working with with Decorlite, of course, when I came in and thinking about the business of Christmas, it, it's really not Christmas. Christmas is like your endpoint. That's the finishing line, right? So I mean, why don't you talk about? I mean, this is a year round. It's a seasonal business, but it's a year-round business to get to the season. Yeah, Angelo, it really is. You know, people always ask, oh, what do you do in the off-season? And, you know, there was once in the very, very early days in off-season where we would, you know, be slow and we'd take some time off. But that hasn't been the case for 30 of those 30-plus years. And, uh, you know, we've developed a business where, it really takes all year to get ready for Christmas. So we have a full-time year-round staff in marketing, in accounting. Uh, we have a full-time shipping staff. We uh, prep decorations all year long in uh, both assembly and a, and a new production staff. And then things that were installed last year have to be refurbished and, and cleaned up and bulbs changed out and, and that type of stuff to be prepared for the upcoming season. And so we have a full-time staff that works year-round to do that. Now, when it comes to the holiday season, sure, we bulk up. We have, you know, a lot of people that return annually. Uh, we work with a lot of contractors that, you know, go out and they lay tile and do plumbing or termite and, you know, uh, repairs and things like that all year. But then they dedicate their uh, seasonal work, their October, November, to Decorlite to uh, do the installation work for the uh, customers that, purchased full service from us. Now, one of the things that, that I, I find interesting is it's you're a combination of a manufacturer, a distributor, installer. I mean, you have multiple facets to provide your customers with, with the displays and things that they're seeking. So when, when we talk about kind of the installation side, I mean, that starts to take place, what, right after uh, Halloween-ish kind of thing? Yeah, so we actually start installing immediately after Labor Day. So all the way oh, okay. back to September. 
<clears throat> we do that by installing tree lighting and building lighting and uh, things that just kind of disappear into the landscape until they're turned on. So we go out and we prep all that work, uh, get it all set up and, and uh, ready to go. And then when we go back and install what we call hard decor, which is your big uh, trees and wreaths and, and that type of stuff, we go in and, and we also plug those other items in at the same time. And so we start right after Labor Day, and really our target is generally Thanksgiving. So we have a number of customers that want to be set up and ready to go for the Friday before Thanksgiving, some that are ready for Thanksgiving weekend, and then some of them that are community events and things like that that really happen the weekend after Thanksgiving. So we get a little bit of a break there, but our target is, you know, Thanksgiving to get everything in and up. So we've got to start as early as we can get in. Okay. And then, and then really once you're up and installed, I mean, you may have a few days off, but if I remember correctly, right after think right after Christmas, you're, you're out taking things down, starting to sell for next season and yeah, off so, and running again. <laughs> so we run a seven day operation in uh, November really starts about the last week of October. And we run a seven-day operation through Thanksgiving. And then we start to get Sundays off, and we take a day off a week. But you're right. When it comes to removal, what goes up must come down. And we started on the uh, 27th last year, uh, which was just enough of a break to get back in there and take everything down. So we did take the holiday off. We were off for the 24th and 25th and, and uh, even snuck an extra day in there. But on the 27th, we were knocking it down and bringing the core down and putting it away, getting it out of the way and, and uh, getting it back into storage. When, when you think about growing the business, this is a question I like to ask everybody. When you think about growing your business, what keeps you up at night? Well, in 2020, it was a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what keeps us up, one of the challenges we have as a seasonal company is uh, labor. And it's where that uh, labor force comes from. And we utilize every place we can think of to try to bring back labor and, and the quality labor that can do the job and bring back maybe some tribal knowledge. They bring back some of the things they've learned from you know uh, previous years working with us. Uh, but labor is the key thing that keeps us up. You know, we think we're in pretty good shape throughout the rest of the company, but struggling with that labor challenge each year is, is a bit of a chore. Well, I think, too, and from an installation standpoint, I, I remember I was out uh, with one of your sales folks one time, and we were at a, one of the malls, and they were talking about, you know, hanging stars off the side of the building or whatever it was. And, and you know, to me, it was like, Okay, but the how to make that happen? I mean, it, there's a lot of stuff that goes into an installation that you know the layman probably doesn't think about. Uh, you know, how do you hang something off the in the middle of a building or a middle of a wall? It just doesn't. You know, it's not with sticky tape for sure. Sure, it never is. You know, there's always there's always a trick to it, and uh, you know, some of it is is simple knowing the path to get to the roof. And some of it is, you know, ordering equipment and, and we work on, you know, 60 foot lift equipment, and 45 foot lift equipment to get to the top of a building or to <clears throat> set up a large tree. 
or whatever the case might be, you know, who are up there in, in that equipment. So that's part of the logistical challenges to bring the equipment out there, get there, that there, meet, have that meet the trucks and vehicles that are necessary to move the decor out there, and then all the labor that comes with it. Okay. Now, you, you, we talked a little bit about malls, but, you know, what are what are kind of your target verticals? Who Who really do you work with on a kind of a yearly basis kind of the verticals you know we work with uh unfortunately because of the pandemic in 2020 our customer base is primarily where people gather so it's going to be a stadium it's going to be a community tree lighting event it's going to be a, a theme park a mall a shopping center you know it's wherever people gather that's where they're looking to have holiday decor to uh, our customer wants to appease their customer by attracting them in with, you know, beautiful decorations and, and uh, a reason to come out to the shopping center, and we provide that for them. So it's the, the catering primarily is mostly anywhere that people gather. On the side from that, you know, we have uh, resellers that also cater to that same people and that are in different states and all those other places where we can't be everywhere. Um, and that's a separate channel for us. But the, the primary channel is wherever anybody's going to gather, that's where you're going to find the decorations. Now, you're uh, primarily in Southern California, but but you do sell in other parts of the country as well. Yeah, so we sell in all 50 states and uh, ship over to Hawaii. We ship up to Alaska. We sell to uh Northern California, Southern California, and provide our installation services. And a lot of that has to do with insurances and licenses and things like that. And then we work with affiliates and, and other uh, sometimes customers and sometimes just other installers that will do the uh, installation for a project maybe we're working on in Texas or Oklahoma or Indiana or something along those lines. Okay. Now, let's talk a little bit about the pandemic because obviously, as you're describing, you're, you're your customers were places where people gather, which, of course, in 2020, there was not a whole lot of gathering. Um, but you also got, I'll say, a double whammy in maybe the year or two preceding, and that's and that's kind of the China tariffs and things like that. So, you so the last several years, I mean, you've you've certainly had some uh, some challenges. Yeah, well, yeah, certainly there's been a, a lot against us. The, the uh, tariffs. And what we thought was going to be a uh, uh, problem of supply uh, last year in January turned out to be a problem of you know the, the demand as well. A lot of our products are imported from other areas of the world, you know, whether it be China, Philippines, Mexico, Europe. You know, uh, we have a partner in Belgium. You know, we thought we were going to have supply issues. That turned out to be demand issues. And then we also had, like you said, the tariffs the year before that, where uh, all of a sudden mid-season they were mid-selling season they were like, "Hey, we're going to put a tariff on these things and change everybody's pricing." And so we've had to absorb some of those uh, hits, and uh, we're trying to do our best to keep our customer pricing in order. But you know, we've had to, and then of course our customers have absorbed some of that, and it's been a shared responsibility for everybody. Uh... Well, that sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah. So uh, out in front of our street, they like to drag race and do donuts out there in the street. And 
this happens to be the time where uh, some people are getting off work and they, they want to show off their new uh, new vehicles or their new, you know, treads or whatever they're doing out there. As long as we didn't hear a crash, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> Every now and again, you hear one. Every now and again, one comes across the. the Why don't you? Uh, just put some uh, in perspective. I mean, here, you know, I have a large audience here in, in, in California. So what are some of the, the malls and entertainment centers that uh, people can look back and say, hey, that's right. I saw Decker Light there. Wow, that's all over the place. So in Southern California, you know, we uh, put the tree up at uh, L.A. Live outside the Staples Center where they ice skate and so we put the tree up and then the ice skating ring comes around us uh after we're done we do the same down at the irvine spectrum and then provide a lot of their lighting and decor that goes with that uh the marketplace is right here in irvine south coast plaza SeaWorld, disneyland you know we provide decor for a good number of properties and many of them we don't install but we still provided the decor for them so there's a number of those as well in addition to those, we do a number of cities, the city of Beverly Hills, the city of West Hollywood, the city of Santa Ana, the city of Fountain Valley. So there's a number of different other places that we do uh, holiday decor for those too. And in some of those cities, you're also doing like lighting too, like uh, pole lighting and flags and things like that. Yeah, we do a lot of uh, banners, holiday, or not holiday banners, honors banners. So a lot of the patriotic banners that have the soldiers up. And we do those for a number of cities throughout the uh, Southland where we're, our trucks go out there and put up and take down and uh, change out as the military families rotate out. And so we do a lot of honors programs with the banners. In addition to that, for the cities, we will also do uh, event banners. So if somebody's having a 5K or 10K or, not, or a uh, farmer's market or something along those lines, they'll contract us to come out and put banners up for that. Okay. Now, one of the things that I, I found interesting when I was in working with you guys is while Christmas is your business, you have also done Halloween and Easter and some baseball stadiums to talk a little bit about kind of the extension of, of capitalizing on your network to do other venues. Yeah. So as I mentioned, we've done some, banner work for the cities, but we also do a lot of large format work. So there's, you know, uh, it could be anything from signage to uh, billboard stuff. We do some uh, holiday programs in July. So it's holidays in July, and we've worked out with the Angel Stadium, and, and they do their uh, halfway to Christmas uh, week where they have uh, holiday decorations up and do their promotions out there. And so we're involved in that promotion. They, uh, and then we do a lot of lighting. So we do some street lighting over uh, a number of areas in, in L.A. area. Uh, we do some restaurant lighting, tree lighting for permanent lighting for a number of shopping centers and restaurants. And so there's a lot of those little niches that we get into, and we get asked to do things because the customer knows us. Uh, but that's nothing compared to the amount of work that we do at Christmas. We are 100 hundred percent primarily a Christmas decor. Okay. And all that other stuff adds up to a very small percentage of our business. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let, let's talk about marketing and, and how you promote and, and from your website to social campaigns and things like that. And again, and, and 
being uh, again transparent with my audience. I, I was involved in, in that for a few years, and so um, and working with uh, working with Decrolite. But I, I know that from a website standpoint, I mean, it's a lead gen and the demand, but you're also really pushing now more on e-commerce. Yeah, so we're going to make a push towards e-commerce this year. And that's one of the things where we've pivoted a little bit in uh, what we want to do and what we have the opportunity to do now since we're in a pivotal change uh, caused by the pandemic and, and uh, forced everybody to uh, go home and work. We all figured out how to do that. And, you know, so we're – we're at a stage where nothing scares us now. And so what we thought we might've been afraid of before we're not anymore. And so, yeah, we're going to go online and, and, uh, and sell some more, but also get into more conversations nationwide. Uh, you know, we were, we did a lot of traditional marketing and a lot of that, you know, back in the day, we didn't do well. And then when we invited you to come in and help us, Angelo, uh, I don't mind uh, talking about the, the, things we were doing wrong. We were missing on some of our brand messaging. We were missing on some of our social messaging and stuff like that. And you came in and helped us clean that up. And uh, that's changed a lot to from where it was a few years ago to where it is today. And uh, we feel that we can now push through, have a better understanding and be able to push through. Where before, I don't even think we were confident in talking to a vendor about it because it seemed foreign to us. And, uh, so besides the regular traditional marketing of mailing out catalogs, you know, you helped us develop email campaigns and uh, brand recognition and target the right people. And so that uh, has all turned out well to our benefit. And uh, now we're ready to make this big leap into digital. Yeah, well, thank you for that. You know, and one of the things I, I, I always like to com commend and, and grateful for my clients who also do market research. And that was one of the things that we also did during that time is to go out and talk to your customers. I, I preach that all the time. And a lot of times people just don't listen, but how, how do you talk to somebody? How do you sell somebody? How do you educate somebody if you don't know who they are and what they're all about? And so um, there was a significant study that we did and to gather that information to, to help drive a lot of that messaging and things that we're talking about. So I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, <clears throat> We started out to do that again this year. We go, oh, let's find out what everybody's doing after the pandemic. What, you know, what, what are our customers thinking today? And, and really, we were looking to expand a little bit on our reseller business and, and get some new distributors and find out how everybody did and who was going to make it through the, the season and all that stuff. So early January, we started talking about that. And and uh, we went and pulled out that that information that you packaged up for us and did a good profile on who our customer was and what they wanted from us and everything. And, and we skipped that program altogether. And we decided, no, most of this information is still valid, even though it's a couple years old now. And uh, we don't feel like any of it's changed. And we did make a few phone calls to find out we were right in that, that most of that hadn't changed. And so that market research that you, you worked with us on uh, is still where we're at and still where our customers hat is at today. And so it was exciting to go out and not have to redo all that when we just pulled out the book and said, okay, yep, that's still true. Yep. That's still true. Yep. That's still true. And now we were able to put together a profile and, and an outline of, of goals that we want to set digitally. And when we build our website and develop our marketing plan for online this year. Okay. So when you're, when you're talking about taking the digitally, I mean, we were talking about the website, we're talking about, 
you know, digital ads, PPP, PPC, PPP, PPE, but PPC, <laughs> uh, you know, whether it's Facebook or whatever, you know, kind of purchasing versus post. So really getting in a, a bigger, more aggressive campaign that, that you've had previously. Yeah. So our goals were really we had three separate distinct goals still have. Uh, and, and that was to get into more conversations where we don't have salespeople that can call every single day. So that means we have to boost our SEO and uh, target some different uh, keywords and, and phrases so that we get ourselves into more conversations. And that's for our project business. That's for, you know, we want to sell a new city, a community tree. We want to sell a shopping center, uh, uh, holiday decor, wreaths, garlands, whatever that might be. So digitally, we said that uh, <clears throat> that was one of our targets, was to generate leads there. Uh, the second thing is we have this uh, reseller group that we want to expand on. And with these distributors, they want to be able to do things in the middle of the night. They're up all night. They're installing decor. They want to get inventory access. They want uh, cut sheets. They want to figure out if something's going to work in a specific area. So they want some dimensions. And uh, then they want to be able to track their orders online better than they can on our current website. And so the one of the initiatives uh, in there, the second initiative was to go ahead and put all of that into a portal for them so that they could have that right at their fingertips. And uh, it's something that's not really done well in our industry. And so, you know, short of everybody buying on Amazon, it's not done well in most industries. But in our case, we think we can do it well. Mm -hmm. And then the third was, you know, we want to expand on just direct product sales. So there's a golf course and uh, they want to put out a few pieces. And there's a uh, hotel chain that wants one of a star in each one of their hotels. Uh, you know, we wanted to get some of that direct sale business as well. And so we really were challenging our, our web team with having these three distinct different goals. Um, and then when you arrive at our website, be able to quickly get from one place to the other. And then, as you mentioned, besides building this website, that, that is this tool that's going to do all that for us, we have to drive traffic. And so, yes, it's inclusive of the SEO and the uh, social marketing connection campaigns and conversions and uh direct emails and lists and all that kind of stuff. So we're really working. We're really going to make a, a big push and put a lot of our marketing dollars and energies out to that this year. Okay. And just, and just for clarity, because as soon as you, you go, we're going e-commerce and sell online that, uh, the, the average Joe or Jane is not going to necessarily go to your website and, and buy a, buy a tree or buy lights. Cause they're typically, it more commercial oriented. Ours are, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so if I'm going to buy lights, I'm not going to your, I'm not going to the Decorlight website to buy lights for my tree. Yeah, all. no, you can, but you're probably going to get uh, hit Amazon and Home Depot and the Walmart before you get to us. Whereas a commercial uh, installer, you know, would go and look for a commercial light and uh, they will come to our site. And then we have all the other accessories that go with us. So we have fiberglass soldiers and we have wreaths and bows and ornamentation. 
<clears throat> we have a lot of neat little acrylic uh, pieces. Uh, we have our European line with our partner from uh, Belgium, Global Concept. And uh, we bring that in exclusively for the United States market. And so that's kind of a, uh, a unique European line. And so there's a lot more than just the lights from a homeowner, from a consumer standpoint on our website that's available. And not only are you bringing product in, there's also a, a customization side. You can customize a tree, for example, with a, the way a, a customer might want the decorations. Or you can, you know, build to suit as well, correct? Yeah, so we have a, a design team, fabulous. They help customers take their vision and make it reality. And so customers will talk about, well, we want to have this kind of theme and we want to have this and we want to have that. And our design team will lay that all out for them in, uh, in advance of, of uh, a sale. And then once the sale's made, you know, we have a whole in-house uh, decorating team, you know, assemblers that will bring in, we bring in a tree, we bring in all the ornamentation, and then we assemble it to a, the need of the customer, the request of the customer. And so it's kind of a unique uh, service that we offer and that we can do all that customization. And uh, we're one of the few people in the market that will be able to be full turnkey. You can come to us and say, hey, I want to have this, and then I want to have it customized, and I want you to install it and take it down and remove it. So we do everything from the design to the uh, final, put it away and take it away and store it. Now, one of the things that, that I, this was, a, I guess, a year, two years ago, I guess now, were the custom arches that were developed over at, uh, for South Coast Plaza. And that was all designed and, and prototyped and developed uh, at your facility. And it was all done in our facility. Yeah, that's correct. So the Southwest Plaza enhanced their uh, entryways with some arches and some stars. And that's exactly how that program went. So as a case study, they wanted to enhance their driveways and their entries. We went out and, and we proposed and, and looked at a number of different things on art and then uh, built a sample and took a sample out there and set it in place. And uh, so yeah, everything took place right at our facility. So we had uh, our weld shop and our assemblers and our lighting, uh, paint, all of that was right there. So it was a pretty fun undertaking, and, and it looked fabulous. And, and we were excited that they didn't pull back and not do any of this the past year because I think, I think people needed holiday decor by the time we got to November, December 2020. Yeah, that's for sure. We all needed a break. I mean, I'm sorry, but going down to the supermarket or CVS is not what I call a day out. <laughs> No. It was for a while. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, it took a whole day. But we're, we're oh, back. man. It's like, where'd you go? I said, well, I went to CVS. I went to the supermarket, went to the other supermarket, whatever I can go just to get the heck out of the house. Yeah. Now, one of the, um, you know, from a business standpoint, you guys have, have done something that I think is, I won't call it unique because it's kind of growing, but you are a, a, an ESOP program, which is a, an employee-owned company. So why don't you take a couple minutes to explain what an ESOP is and, and frankly, the decision to go from, you know, a wholly owned company by one or two or three people to, to uh, selling it to the employees. Well, from an employee standpoint, an ESOP is an employee stock ownership program. And so basically a corporation has stocks 
and uh, those stocks are distributed out to the employees. And so we do that on an annual basis. We distribute it out to employees, and then they vest just like they would any other retirement program. But it's a retirement program in which the employees build into their own retirement each and every year. So as the company does well and the stock's repurchased and uh, put into place, uh, the employees own the stock. And so we're an employee-owned company. Uh, the decision to become an employee-owned company uh, was really multifaceted. And so our owner, Jeff Lopez, was an a independent owner, sole owner, and he was starting to plan for retirement and, and found this vehicle and found that in doing, utilizing this vehicle as a retirement vehicle, he's also able to build, to turn the company over to the employees and leave a legacy behind that as opposed to just a straight outright Ah, I sold it off to somebody and they dismantled it and, you know, mm -hmm. laid off the accounting department and got rid of everybody. In this case, we're able to keep the employees. We kept everybody and, and are building to continue to grow the company as opposed to, you know, just a straight sale where things didn't uh, go well. And then, you know, the ownership dismantled it so that they could absorb it in another way. And so that was the decision. So over a period of five years, uh, we sold. We bought the first half of the company and paid for that, and now we're paying for the second half of the company. And, uh, you know, it really helps your overall employee engagement, and it helps your uh, uh, team understand, you know, all the things that for years we just griped about or appeared to be griping about. No, don't throw that away. That's valuable. No, no, no don't do that work twice. You know, and, mm -hmm. and now we're seeing that the rewards of that and that people aren't willing to do it twice. They don't want to let that go and, you know, have to do it over. Well, I think too, it's, it's a great motivator. I mean, it's certainly engaging the, the employees, but frankly engaging the ownership that as you're pointing out to pay attention to what they're doing, understanding their contribution to the overall company and to, to the clients. And, uh, you know, waste not, want not, because it impacts the bottom line and potentially impacts their percentage of the company. Yeah, it most certainly does. It is a very good motivating factor for, for employee engagement. <clears throat> and we've seen an increase in that engagement. Now, it's still a challenge because of the uh, temporary uh, seasonal seasonality of our business. But we're still seeing a great increase in employee engagement. You know, based on the fact that they're now owners, they have stock and they want to see that grow. And uh, they know that over time it will. And, and uh, if they can put in their contribution now, they understand that well, at retirement time, they're going to have a little bit better nest egg than somebody that maybe didn't put any contribution in. All right. I like that. I I was very impressed with that and, and certainly attended some of the, the, the ownership meetings and got to see the employees uh, interface with management and, get their certificates and see how they're vesting. And it's very different than, than a lot of other organizations where you're just, uh, you know, a cog in the, in the proverbial wheel. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's fun. And again, I think it was a great opportunity to keep the legacy alive and, and keep Decorlite going and, and stay healthy. And, and so we're excited that that went that way. The, um, what 
thinking about this, what is the best business advice you've ever received? Wow. The best business advice I've ever received. You know, I read somewhere that uh, uh, customer service was not difficult. It really wasn't hard to do it better than the next guy. And uh, there's a lot of people in business, it's staggering, that just don't do it well. You know, they don't return phone calls. They don't get back. They don't communicate well with their customers. You know, and so way back early, we decided that, no, we're not going to be that guy. We're going to communicate well with our customers. And it was really easy to gather up business. You know, it was really easy to, to grow because the other people in the Christmas industry really just didn't do it well. And so the best business advice really sums up to just do what you say you're going to do and do it well. Mm-hmm. And if you do those things, the rest will fall in place. You know, there's a strong argument for sell, sell, sell. You know, as business advice, you got to sell. You can't do anything without selling. That's all true. But you also don't want your salespeople out there to misrepresent. You want to be able to back up whatever they're selling. And, and so, you know, doing it well and doing it right the first time, you know, it's taken us a long way. Mm-hmm. Well, too, it's a, the customer services. I look at that as, you know, wherever that happens to be, that's your brand promise and, and being consistent with it from salesperson to salesperson or customer service or manufacturer, whoever's interfacing with the customer. There's a consistency that has to be de- be delivered. Uh, you, you, I was testing a potential piece of software that I was interested in. So I went on the seven day trial and they said, this is so easy to use. It's a piece of cake. I forget what they exactly said. Well, it wasn't that easy. And after a couple of days, I decided I would take them up on their offer that if I had trouble to contact somebody. So I registered to on customer service. I needed help. Day four, day five, day six, day seven, I got the notice that my trial was about to expire. I still hadn't heard from anybody. I let it expire. Not kidding. Two weeks later, I got an email from somebody asking me if I was going to purchase. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I really I wrote him a very nice letter and just said, you know, you guys made a promise. You didn't stick to it. And I find it reflective and maybe how it would be to work with your organization. So off we go. So to your point, it, customer service is extremely, extremely important. And just following through and being keeping in touch. I mean, someone calls, they don't call you if they don't have a problem. Yeah, I'd love to tell you that we always do it right. I'd love to say we never make a mistake and that our teams just are all over it every single time. But that's just not reality. And so it's not about you making a mistake. It's about you owning up to it and uh, what you do about it. And mm-hmm. If you get back to the customer and get it corrected and, and communicate well with them, you know, we don't lose customers to service. You know, we lose customers to budget or to, or a transfer of uh, ownership or something like that. But we really work hard to not lose customers to, to service. So we're, we're kind of coming down to, to an end here, and I got a, just a couple more. But uh, what inspires you? What gets you out of bed in the morning and inspires you through the day? Well, it's a story I'd actually like to tell, honestly, Angelo. Uh, it's not 
so much in uh, February and March, April. But man, we put in a lot of hours and we put in a long, long days, and some of them are really hard days. Uh, working with temp staff and working under, you know, conditions where you know all the business flows in at one time. <clears throat> what keeps us going though is around the weekend after Thanksgiving. You know, I personally dupe my family into, hey, let's go out and look at some Christmas lights. I have to go check this for work, and I need somebody to go with me. So let's go look. And it's those surveys and it's seeing those customers customer out there, you know, with smiles on their face and taking pictures in front of the trees and, you know, just enjoying the fact that there's decorations for them to see and knowing that it's part of the holiday season where you're going to be with family and you're going to, you know, eat well, you're going <clears> to <throat> see holiday decorations and lots of pictures and fun and gifts and, shopping and you know and i think that's what motivates a lot of people because it's no fun to go out and christmas shop we all know that you know oh we got to get this guy that we got to get this person that it's a challenge but what motivates me is the smiles on the people's faces that are truly enjoying the holiday decor and you can see it at any shopping center you go to whether decorlite did it or somebody else uh it motivates me to be able to be part of creating that holiday experience yeah i think it's something i said when i was you know, working closely with you guys is we're, we're putting, we're creating memories for your customers, customers. I mean, that's, that's what we're doing. Yeah, we really are. And, uh, <clears throat> I said every year, even after all the hustle and bustle and I, everybody should be jaded and not willing to get hear of anything about Christmas. You get out there with the family and you do a little shopping and you see some smiles that aren't yours and turns you right back around. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So my final question then is, this is a, a business advice show, and, and you, we've been listening to advice in, in your situation and your business. If you could tell my listeners just some, some advice to help them in their business to continue to grow into whether it's weathering storms or weathering pandemics or or just that daily grind and, and, and how they can continue to strive and, and grow as you guys have. So I have uh, older kids. I have a 27-year-old and a 30-year-old, and they're both in positions now where they you know, come back to the old man for advice. And so what I tell them is to never stop educating. And so as a business owner, you have to be a part accountant and part lawyer and part marketer and part salesperson and part business development, and then work on all the fulfillment ends and shipping and installation and all that type of stuff. And so <clears throat> unless you're at a size already in growth where you can just pick the thing you want to do, you have to continue to educate yourself. And uh, that's, you know, the world changes. And so whether it's your insurance reviews and whether it's your, you know, if you're working with the right people, they'll come in and educate you. But a continual education is, is really the best advice I give anybody in business or thinking about business. It's never going to be the same. It's never going to be, hey, I'm the greatest artist in the world and I'm just going to do this art and then I'm going to sell it. Because if you don't go through the motions of selling it and understanding where to sell it and how and marketing and all that stuff, you're not going to sell it. And, and you're just going to be there with a bunch of paintings, which is OK if that was your goal. But if you're talking about business growth, it's going to be 
your business is going to grow as you continue to educate and, and grow in your education. All right. Well, that's great news. I love that. I actually have been telling a few of my boys that recently myself that uh, because you're out of college doesn't mean you can't stop learning. And, uh, you know, you have to put forth an effort, read a book, listen to a book, talk to people, go to events, go to webinars. I mean, it, it is, it, you know, and I can speak for myself when I think for you as well. I mean, we're still every day learning or reading or doing something that gives us some insights to continue to perpetuate our business and provide our customers and your customers um, a better product or service. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So why don't you, uh, why don't you tell the listeners how they can uh, find out more about Decrolite and you and, you know, the website and LinkedIn and all that good stuff. Well, our website is simple. It's uh, uh, Decrolite.com. That's D E K R A dash L I T E.com. And of course, if we knew that uh, the internet was going to have a problem with the hyphen way back in the day, we might've picked a bit different business name, but we had that long before the internet. Uh, but decorlight.com is a great way to uh, uh, see all our products. So you can look at the, our shopping cart and you can look in our gallery of projects that we've worked on. Uh, you can certainly contact us. We're in Santa Ana here right at the 55 and the 405. Uh, so you can contact us directly. Uh, and our phone number is 714-436-0705. That's easy enough. You can make connections with uh, anybody at Decrolite through LinkedIn. So if you just look up Decrolite because our name is so unique, you're not going to get anybody that doesn't work here. And you can connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. We're all over the place. And, and I would encourage you, um, if you're on, on LinkedIn, I believe in Facebook and others, look up Decrolite, uh, sign up to follow the uh, social media campaigns. They're, they're really fun. I know you got one that's out there, Elfin Around and a few others, but the, I have to say on the website, and I know you're updating that, but the, the pictures and, and they're so beautiful. And to, again, to see those striking uh, decorations and in their environment, whether it's mall or not, and, and see people, I mean, it's the really beautiful stuff and, and congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. All right, Michael, thank you for joining me here at the cafe today. I really appreciate it. And, uh, Enjoy the rest of your week. Again, thanks for having me in. It was a great chat. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much. Mike, thank you again for joining me here at the cafe, and thank you listeners for joining us as well. Now, if your business is not growing as planned because of market conditions, competition, your message is not resonating, or any reasons that have impacted or stalled the growth of your organization, or you're fortunate enough to start thinking about an exit strategy and want to drive growth to increase the value of your company, then connect with me to find out more about my fractional interim consulting marketing services or visit the ponzigroup.com to find a variety of resources there, blogs, videos, ebooks, and certainly connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect. Lastly, please subscribe to the show. And if you're already a subscriber, I'd like to thank you, but please encourage others you think would benefit from the great content like you heard today, please go to the businessgrowthcafe.com or subscribe on any podcast platform you like to listen to. And don't forget to join me here next week at the Business Growth Cafe. Thank you for listening to today's discussion at the Business Growth Cafe with your host, Angelo Ponzi. 
Take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and visit our website at www.businessgrowthcafe.com. Read Angelo Ponzi's blogs at www.theponzigroup.com.